So my name is Dean Wall. I'm a, I'm a chemical engineer by training, and I, but I've worked in the mining industry for my whole career. And Dean's going to help tell the story of how things are changing for men in the workforce. Matthew Crawford here with another podcast on SEEK's Laws of Attraction study into what really drives candidates. So, Dean used to work in mines as a metallurgist. And then for the past five years, I've been working for a small software business called Metallurgical Systems. We specialize in a like a very niche type of software that is sold in the mining industry. So, yeah, I've been here for five years doing all kinds of different stuff and traveling the world and rolling out projects and, and delivering our product. Okay, Dean, and what has your employer done to help accommodate some recent changes in your life? Yeah, so my boss has been very uh, very generous with me, I guess. I came to him in the last couple of months asking to see if I could transfer. I'm currently based in Sydney and I was very interested in moving down to Melbourne. So my wife and I had our first son midway through last year. So he's about one year old now. And yeah, we've been finding it pretty tough up here in Sydney without having extended family around. So I yeah, I approached my boss and asked if it would be possible for me to do my job from Melbourne. And yeah, he was very open to the idea. And yeah, that that move is happening for me it, probably in the next couple of months. So in this scenario that you've talked about with raising now a very young family, like what kinds of things can an employer do to help someone like you in this position? I think the most important thing that my boss did was hear me out. I have been here for a long time and I like to think that the, my relationship with him has been pretty good and very productive. So really the most important thing that he did was was listen to me and was and was open to it and then was happy to try and work out the details from there. But, but ultimately, with the understanding that he was willing to do what it took to, to keep me on the team. And just what are some of the specifics in terms of things that had to be set up? So you're actually going to be working in an office that's not part of the rest of the team. How is that going to work out? Yeah, so I'm just going to be moving into a shared office space down in Melbourne, but with my own, like a private desk or a private office. And still, you know, I'll still have direct reports. I've got a couple of guys that I'm responsible for and they will still report to me and the rest of my responsibilities should remain relatively the same, but probably with a greater emphasis on, you know, online communication and tools along those lines as opposed to -to face-to-face. And Dean tells me his boss is investing generously in a high-quality working environment. And I'm getting the impression that this isn't a one-way street. Dean's commitment to the company is, is clearly really strong. So looking ahead and speaking generally, what does Dean reckon that employers need to do to attract people like him? I think when it comes to this stage of my career, the things that I want and need out of an employer have massively changed. So whereas maybe five years ago, I was very much you know focused on career progression and on money, I'm now kind of reached a point where you know, I'm lucky enough to be rewarded pretty well in my job and the money side of it is less, it's less important. The thing that is much more important is flexibility and work-life balance in particular. If in the future, if I was able to potentially work less and still be able to earn like relatively the same money, that would be something that would be, you know, really interesting, especially if my wife and I do have any more kids. And I've got some interesting research findings coming up soon, which really resonate with what Dean's saying about the importance of work-life balance for men in the workforce. 
But first, I want to introduce you to Amy. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. So my name is Amy Davis. I'm the General Manager of ProTech in New South Wales. Um, we are a labour hire firm uh, specialising mostly in the civil construction industries. We do a lot of recruitment with the um, site guys, so boots on ground guys. And we've typically at this point in time got around 1,800 people a day out in the field working for us. So when opportunities are signalled to potential employees and let's say a man or men are looking at that as an opportunity that they might want to pursue, Mm. what do you think are the important things that employers need to do to attract the men that they need into those uh, roles? I think today men are looking for stability. They're also looking for flexibility inside stability. So they want to know that they've got a job to go to every week and that job is going to fund their lifestyle, their family, you know, whatever that is. But they're also looking, it depends on age and stage, yeah. So if we're talking about people uh, within a family demographic, a lot of men these days are also looking for flexibility because simply of the environment that we live in, in terms of affordability of housing or affordability of lifestyle. The younger men, um, so if we're talking about the millennial generation, they're actually not so concerned with stability. They're more concerned with loving what they do uh, and they're more concerned with making a contribution to what they do. So it really kind of depends, I guess, on the age of the person you're recruiting. So one would be stability-based and one would be, is this going to be fun and am I going to enjoy it? And that question really ties in with Amy's passion for bringing millennials into the workplace. She's doing lots of work around building resilience, and she says we all need to take responsibility for developing millennials' life skills so they can stick with their jobs and excel in the workforce. And there's lots more about millennials in another episode of this podcast series, so so check that one out too. Now, I want you to think back for a moment about what Dean was saying about the importance of work-life balance, because I want to see how that matches up with the Laws of Attraction study. Hi again, I'm Caroline North and I'm Research Manager at SEEK. And if we've ever been careless about making too many assumptions, you know, such as men are driven mainly by money and promotion opportunities, then Caroline is just the person we need. Matt, I love assumptions because as a researcher... (laughs) You can blow them up! Exactly! You know, (laughs) essentially an assumption is a hypothesis, right? And so I I love it. It's a way of going, okay, let's test this. Let's see what the data says. And the data says, I guess, two things. On the one hand, if you look at men, all men, men as this big, homogenous, macro group of beings that actually, yes, salary... And compensation is very important. It's their number one driver. And if you look at promotion opportunities as a piece of detail within the career development and opportunities driver, yes, promotion opportunities, again, they're saying that would be a must-have or something they would be delighted by. However, if you only look at a homogenous view, then you lose some of the nuances. And even just there, you've lost what their number two driver is. So we've only looked at their number one driver, salary and compensation, which is actually a fundamental driver for anyone. We don't work for free. We need to know what the salary option is for us to be realistic about, are we going to move to another company? Then number three driver is career development opportunities. Um, But then number two driver is work-life balance. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Has that changed over time? Yes, it has. I mean, four or five years ago when we last did this study, 
Work-life balance wasn't so significant. Career development opportunities was the number two driver. So we've seen in the last four or five years that work-life balance has increased in its relevance to men in the workplace thinking about attraction. Well, what do you think has gone on there? What's changed culturally in Australia in five years that work-life balance should take on increased importance to male candidates in the workforce? Well, it's really interesting area because I think there's a number of factors which are facilitating more of a focus on work-life balance relative to some of these other drivers. One of them would be the um, prevalence of technology to actually help facilitate different options around work-life balance. So this notion of a nine-to-five job, Monday to Friday, only in the office, is ever shifting, ever moving, and we're moving further and further away from that being the source of truth about what a job is. And so we can work from anywhere. We can work from home. We can work remotely. We can work while we're on the move nowadays. So this isn't just a female issue or just a male issue, but we see that men, this has increased in importance for them. So I think the fact that the ability to work in different ways at different times, the fact that it's there means that it's more attractive. But I, I think as well, the the shift in women in the workplace has a knock-on effect on men on the workplace. So we're seeing more women in the workplace, more return to work women. Um, they're also forming more part-time working, which as part of the working ecosystem changes the nature of how you work and what is acceptable in a workplace and what is available and what is an offer. And of course, if it's available to one group, it'll become available to another. So there is more take up of or and desire for flexible working practices amongst men in terms of taking parental leave, doing school drop-offs or pick-ups, so that whole kind of mix of home and life balance. And then thirdly, I think companies are becoming more and more aware of the competitive advantage in being able to offer work-life balance and the importance to its employees and part of an employee care program to actually be able to deliver on work-life balance. So there you go. It's to your advantage to be looking at this stuff. Also, Caroline talks about the desirability among male candidates for such offers as extra superannuation, bonusing, roster flexibility such as nine-day fortnights and additional parental leave opportunities. So these are some of the things that employees could be looking at to help drive the attraction of men into their organisation and there is far more detail on the portal. And here is the address for that portal, insightsresources.seek.com.au slash laws of attraction. Thanks again, Caroline North, Research Manager at Seek. Also, thanks to Amy Davis from ProTech and Dean Wall, who's about to find a new work-life balance thanks to his employer, Metallurgical Systems. Check out our podcast feed for more insights into Seek's research on laws of attraction. Talk soon.